Greetings gamers, my name is Johnny Retro from the Retro Raider Show and you're listening to The Sale Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well, I hope you had a great week and are ready for a brand new episode of the Sega Lounge. A couple of game-related things happened this week with the PC release of Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 on Steam and Yakuza 6 on Xbox Game Pass, so if you're in need of more Sega in your life, these are two great options that I'm sure you'll enjoy. On a slightly different note, for our European friends, Sega Shop Europe opened up pre-orders for an awesome Sonic 30th anniversary statue featuring the blue blur and Dr. Robotnik in a scene taken straight from the boss fight in Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1. It looks really good, so if you're in Europe, you can now pre-order it, with delivery expected for August 2021. Finally, I just came across a bit of news regarding Sega ranking first in Metacritic's annual game publisher rankings, with an 81.6% average Metascore for 2020 releases. Credit is given to Persona 5 Royal, Metacritic's 2020 Game of the Year, to the Yakuza franchise, Two Point Hospital and Bayonetta, as well as 13 Sentinels. All the more reason to try out some of these games if you haven't already. I personally need to try 13 Sentinels, and I'm planning on getting Two Point Hospital for the Switch, as it looks like something that would fit that system perfectly. And with all the good news out of the way, it's time to get a move on and talk about this week's guest. This week, I'm joined by fellow Portuguese gamer Johnny Retro, host of Retro Raider, a YouTube show dedicated not just to retro but gaming in general. Johnny was a delight to talk to, and you'll get to learn more about his personal experiences with games, including Sega. We somehow end up discussing Shenmue as well, which is par for course for me, and Johnny goes through hell, aka the Sega Lounge Challenge. Hello Johnny, welcome to the Sega Lounge. Hello there, greetings. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show, thank you very much for your time, it's a pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. And let me let me say that this is actually being a debut for me in the sense that I've already participated in uh, you know a couple of interviews and podcasts, but this is the first time that I'm actually speaking English English on a podcast. <laughs> Ooh. I'm your first. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm sorry <laughs> in advance. Uh, <laughs> uh but but thank you very much for for your time. Thank you for yeah, thank being you. here. And you are a a, a gaming YouTuber. Is is that is that the correct term? Is that what you would call yourself? Well, well, to to be fair, I I, I never really enjoyed the term YouTuber. I guess that uh, you know, I, I like communication, and and for me, YouTube is just a tool. But on YouTube, I'll guess that yeah, I'm I'm more of a a storyteller 
of uh, video game memories. That's how I consider mm-hmm. myself on YouTube because I don't actually play video games on my on my channel. Um, I don't do like you know walkthroughs or gameplays or anything like that. Uh, it's pretty much like a you know a virtual or a, a virtual approach to my collection, my video game collection, mm-hmm. and also the um, yeah sharing my my stories and memories and also. Uh, making reviews, sharing hidden gems and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I can agree on that. Yeah, you're you're uh, definitely a storyteller <laughs> and a good communicator. That's, that's oh, actually a, a good assessment, yeah. So obviously we're a Sega-focused podcast, but before we get into your own experiences with Sega, I'd like to know how uh, exactly you got into gaming um, and why did you end up deciding on you know creating your youtube channel dedicated mm-hmm. to gaming and retro gaming what is it about gaming that you enjoy so much so can you walk us through that yeah briefly, well, actually, actually my my starting point was actually thanks to to sega uh which i believe it was a reality of a lot of kids that grew up playing here in uh, in portugal during the um mm-hmm. early 90s because sega was king here uh, but the thing was that, in my case, I didn't have any contact with video games at all. I don't have any any brothers. I'm a you know only child. Uh, my parents were never into you know computers or arcades or video games. But uh, the first time that I ever played a video game, and uh, this is actually a story that I have on my channel. Uh, a friend of my my father's. It was his birthday, right? And uh, it was like a grown ups party. I was the only kid there. But this guy had a um, a Sega Mega Drive, a Model 2 Sega Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, he fired up the uh, Mega 2 the um, Mega Two cartridge, right? The one with Streets of Rage, Revenge of Shinobi, and uh, Golden Axe. And uh, I spent the whole afternoon playing Streets of Rage. That was my very first contact with video games. And I, I didn't know what video games were at the time. I was five, five years old. And for me, I thought that I was kind of controlling a cartoon, if that makes any sense. That's yeah. how I interpret video games. And uh, yeah, and then for the um, the next two years, I begged my parents for a, for a console. And, uh, you know, back in the day, it was very expensive to get a, a system, right? So what I did was when I went to elementary school, a lot of my friends that had consoles, I spent two years playing on uh, their Mega Drives. They were all Mega mm-hmm. Drive kids, you know, in, in parties and... You know, uh, when they went on vacations, they used to lend me their Mega Drives. And uh, that's how it all started for me. It was actually thanks to the Mega Drive. Awesome. And, and what a, a game to start with. Streets yeah, of Rage. Yeah, Streets right? of Rage. Yeah. So is that like one of your uh, favorite series, fr- favorite Sega franchises? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't, I, I, I'm a huge fan of, of beat em ups. Um, and uh, Streets of Rage without a doubt is my favorite uh, beat-em-up franchise. Uh, I would guess that I, I would have to say that Streets of Rage One is the one. It's the most most nostalgic one for me because you know it, it was the first game that I ever played. But Streets of Rage Two is um, is my favorite. I have to say that it is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a soft spot for. I, I've told this many times on the show, but for for the first one, for some reason, I don't know if it's nostalgia. Um, have a few memories of playing with my dad, playing that game with my dad, which that is know, awesome. The, the Streets yeah, of Rage one, the first one, yeah, yeah something yeah, that yeah. didn't happen that often. I only remember playing two games with my dad because he sucked at games. <laughs> I, I actually remember him uh, trying to control Sonic 
in trying instead of moving, you know, touching the D-pad on the controller, uh, you know, I I was watching him from afar, and he was like leaning to the right on his chair, <laughs> and in his neck and his head instead of controlling the actual uh, character yeah. with with the <laughs> controller. So he he sucked at games. So Streets of Rage one and ATP Tour, a tennis okay. game were the, the only two that I actually remember playing with, with my dad. So I think that's one of the main reasons I have a, a, a real soft spot for Streets of Rage 1. But I, I understand that the second one is the better game. So Yeah, I think that the, the, the relation between you know, um, Streets of Rage 2 and the first game, I think that Streets of Rage 2 grabbed everything that was good about the first game and then just, you know, amplify it to 1,000. But mm -hmm. the thing with Streets of Rage 1 for me is that the moment you fire up the game, right, that initial, you know, tune, you know, you just get hooked to it. Still yeah. to this day, I think that it is a phenomenal game. And what a great soundtrack, right? Indeed, yeah. Master Yuzu Koshiro. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So you, uh, did you eventually get a, a Mega Drive uh, of your own? No, what happened was, you know, the Sega Saturn was released, right? I think mm -hmm. that I never actually told this story on my channel because, you know, on my channel, I'm I'm um, more focused on, on PlayStation, right? In the sense, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm not like, you know, a Sony fanboy or anything like that. I'm not a fanboy of, of anything. I like all brands. I like all video games. Uh, but uh, the thing is that I did grow up with the PlayStation, right? But... Uh, what people don't know is that my actual my, my first console was actually the Sega Saturn. What mm -hmm. happened was that my Sega Saturn, you know, my, my parents got me with the uh, warranty, right? But after a couple of months, it, it, it's, it just broke. It just literally oh. stopped working. Yeah. And my oh, no. father went to the store to, you know, uh, since we had the insurance and everything. I was seven, seven years old at this time. The thing is that my, my father was so pissed that he didn't want to trade it for another Sega Saturn. He wanted another system, <laughs> and oh. it was, and it was around the same week, or yeah, the, yeah, it was around two weeks after the uh, launch of the PlayStation One. So this was '95, <laughs> about like September, October '95, and my father had a sweet spot for Sony because my father has, you know, uh, used to have a, a connection with music, right? Mm -hmm. He's a vinyl collector and, uh, you know, all his stereos and headphones was, was all Sony. Also televisions, right? Remember the yeah. Sony Trinitrons? Yeah. Oh, for so, sure. <laughs> so so my father didn't know anything about consoles, but it said Sony. So if you say Sony, it must be good. But I didn't want the PlayStation. I want the Sega Saturn because it was Sega, right? But uh, fortunately, it turned out to be a, you know, a happy choice or mm -hmm. a happy trade because... I do have a lot of good memories with the uh, PlayStation, but Sega, of course, will always have a special place in uh, in my heart, especially the Mega Drive. Yeah, imagine what could have been if that Saturn was still working. <laughs> well, I guess that eventually I would probably get a, a PlayStation. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I, sometimes I think about that. I think that if that didn't happen, probably I would have a Sega Dreamcast. Which yeah. is a huge flaw for my part, but I still don't own a Dreamcast. Oh, I literally, I literally stopped. Yeah, I literally stopped in the uh, Sega Saturn. I also played mm -hmm. the Game Gear. I think that the Game Gear is a phenomenal handheld, but uh, the Dreamcast is um, a huge, huge flaw on my part. 
you really need to fix that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, but I, I have no excuse either because I didn't, I never had a Saturn uh, or a PlayStation for that matter. I skipped that whole generation. Mm -hmm. uh and and but i i got a dreamcast in the end so yeah dreamcast, well it, it was it was a, it was a cool generation the the 32 bit mm -hmm. or the fifth generation of consoles because it, it was like starting from scratch in the sense that you know i look at 16 bit as the uh, prime of 2d gaming right pixel art mm -hmm. when we moved to 3d gaming with the 32 bit it was, it was like you know starting from scratch but now looking back I think that that generation is the one that aged worst, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> it was the you know looking back at the th the first original three D games, right? All the, oh, yeah. that po polygonal goodness at yeah. the time that that we thought was so realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, well, this looks like it, it is so real. It's there, but uh, yeah, it it, yeah. it aged. It definitely aged. Yeah, it did. It did. Okay, so you you have a lot of gaming memories. So you you eventually got a PlayStation. Then what happened? Did you move on to the PS2 and so on? Yeah, um, a little bit of of Nintendo in the middle. Mm -hmm. More more thanks to the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance, like the handhelds. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, PlayStation was the um, was always the brand that I that I got stuck with because you know back in the day we, we we just had one console at home and most of the time sometimes we had to trade our older games for new games that was the reality so uh I, I wanted to have them all but uh we just couldn't uh, it was impossible and uh I used to get like you know two games a year one for my birthday and the other for Christmas of course yeah <laughs> uh, so uh yeah I grew up with the uh with the PlayStation until the PlayStation 3 which is a console that I I'm really not a fan. It's not the console. It's actually more of the generation because mm -hmm. it was that leap to, you know, the whole digital thing, right? And, uh, you know, the DLCs came and uh, cons consoles started to look more like computers, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I kind of skipped that generation. I do own a PlayStation 3, but this was around, you know, 2006. That's when I moved to... Uh, online video games before I went back to to consoles and it was also during this time when I got into retro retro gaming actually because I okay. didn't felt you know I, I I hate that mentality of you know like gatekeepers and uh, things like well in the old days things used to be better N nothing like that I love every generations when people ask me what is my favorite generation of gaming is the current one it's always the current one Mm -hmm. uh, because I like to discover new stuff, but I don't know. It, there was something about that that time, that generation, that didn't grab my attention at all. But still, I had the need to find you know brand new games. So that's when I went to to retro. It was not because of the collectible side. It was not about having you know walls of games. It was it was actually to get you know new experiences with new games and to find the stuff that that I missed. So most of the games, like, you know, the 16-bit RPGs that I love and, like, the NES, you know, 8-bit games, um, I discovered those games during my, you know, my early 20s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually a good point because I was going, going to ask you if the, the collector's part of, of it all mm -hmm. mattered mm -hmm. that much to you, but apparently n it's not the focal point of going retro, right? N no, no, and... It's starting to be less important, actually, in the sense that, well, I, I grew up in, in a family of collectors, literally. 
mm-hmm. you know my 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 parents work in the uh, you know they have an antique shop they work in uh, the antique business and this is something that comes from my great grandparents so uh, it runs on the on the family i guess my family collects a bunch of stuff and um initially i started to collect retro video games or video games because um i wanted to play them right Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and I, I really don't like to talk about, you know, like the business side and the prices. But the truth is that, you know, prices be- start to become, you know, very expensive. And uh, that's when I start to go to to emulation, right? Yeah. Because it, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. It's free. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but I always prefer to have the physical thing just because the, the physical aspect of it has the, um, it's like materializing a... Um, mm-hmm. You know, an, an experience or a memory or just a physical representation of something that means something to me. And, and, and I mean, we can say this to everything like, you know, vinyl, you know, music or DVDs, whatever. But uh, I, I'm not that I, I am a collector. I do collect video games, but I'm not that type of collector that needs to have, you know, the the super rare stuff or full sets or anything like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I like to collect games that I enjoy playing. I like to collect games from my childhood and games that have, you know, a, a story. For a example, exactly. Yeah. yeah, for example, I'm a huge fan of bad games. Like games that suck. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of bad games. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like guilt, okay. It's like a, a, a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. So you, you have to have a, like a full set of bad games from that system. <laughs> But the thing is, what is a bad game though? Because that... That Your opinion a, may vary. It is that is a beautiful question. What is a bad game? Uh, <laughs> I, I like to give the opportunity to games that are considered bad. For mm-hmm. example, if I'm if I watch you know a video on you know like games that suck <laughs> or a bad <laughs> or or bad review, I immediately need to play that game. <laughs> For example, I've 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 always heard about you know ET, the infamous mm-hmm. ET, right? Yeah. After watching the documentary about the uh, you know the whole uh, Nevada thing with the Area 51 mm-hmm. and the ET car- cartridge, after watching that documentary, I picked a copy of ET, and uh, I kind of like ET mm-hmm. because it's it's, it's one. Of- It's easy to hate on some something, right? So it just takes a person to well, hate it, on something, it, 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 and exactly. there's you know everyone else follows. Yeah, exactly, and, and it's kind of a trend, you know. Nowadays, you know, on social media and stuff, it's easy to you know if you watch, for example, a big YouTuber, right, mm-hmm. giving a, a bad review of a game, it kind of becomes like like a trend, right? The games kind of have like a bad rap, if you will. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I just like to. I, I sometimes wonder how many people who mm-hmm. claim a game is bad have actually played it, right? Have actually experienced it, or well, are yeah. they just emulating what someone else said? Uh, sometimes, you know? well, the, you know, it's the power of suggestion, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you give me an example? Like, what what's you, the best bad game you've played? The best bad game that I've ever played. Um, I mean, I would have to say E.T. just because mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like a cliche because it's easy to pick E.T. But the thing is that if, if you never played E.T., right, or if mm-hmm. you don't have any contact with the Atari 2600, uh, the thing with the Atari 2600 is that it's very basic to um, to learn to play the games, right? In the sense mm-hmm. that it's just 
a joystick and a fire button. That's it. Games like Space Invaders, Asteroids, Pac-Man. It's easy to learn, very hard to master, right? And it's one of those systems where you play for the points, right? For score. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing, the thing with ET is that if you don't know the background of the game, if you don't know what it's all about, if you don't know the story, if you don't have the manual, it's a game where you're going to feel completely lost. It's like the game is broken. You literally can't play the game, right? But if you go around that, if you read the manual, if you understand what you have to do, you actually start to realize that ET was a very, very advanced game for the uh, Atari 2600 capabilities, right? So I'd have to pick E.T. Yeah, E.T. is without a doubt my favorite bad game. <laughs> okay, okay. And it's actually a pretty impressive game when you consider the that the, the creator of the game made it in like five weeks or something. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yep. Okay, very good, very good. So we're, we're you know, getting into your mind, getting okay. to know you a little bit better, Johnny. <laughs> that's That's awesome. Uh, so getting more into the, the whole YouTube and, and video thing, um, mm -hmm. how did you end up uh, you know, deciding to create a, a YouTube channel and doing videos? You, you said you're, you like to communicate, to tell stories. Was that yeah. part of the, of the reason? Well, yeah, I think that it was kind of the logical thing to do because you know, for me, I've always tried to, to be active on the communities that uh, that I belong to, right? The first one, of course, being music, because I, I, I'm a musician, and I used to sing in a band for a, for a long time. And actually, I consider music as a form of communication. Um, and I also like video games. I've, video games have always been with me since, you know, since I was five. And uh, I look at video games not, not only just as entertainment, and I know that this is very poetic to say, but for me, video games are actually, you know, uh, pieces of art, right? And mm -hmm. it's also something in which you can find comfort. We can, it's, it's also an escape. And uh, I like everything surrounding a game, right? You know, the, the story, the, uh, the brands or the, uh, the company that made the game, uh, the soundtrack, everything. So I thought about how can I contribute to the community? How can I be like, a, you know, a positive energy, if you will, on the community? And I thought about making a YouTube channel. That was pretty much it. It was my, my way to um, to be active on it. For for some mm -hmm. people, it could be, for example, you. It could be a podcast, right? It could be, yeah. you know, uh, making music covers of video games. It could be writing reviews, uh, or you know, promoting events. You name it. Uh, for me, it was about making videos, right? And I started on YouTube very very late. Uh, my first video I uploaded on uh, January uh, two thousand and seventeen, right? Four years ago. And I thought about, well, we already have 1 million gaming channels. We all already have 1 million retro gaming channels. So what is my input? And uh, instead of starting, you know, just making standard reviews and top fives and top tens, which I also do, but I think that my, my best input was to share my stories, my personal memories, because that nobody can copy, right? Uh, yeah. Because how many times are you going to talk about or reviewing, for example, Super Mario or Sonic or Streets of Rage? Everything has been said about those games, right? But your story with those games, it's your story and you alone can tell it, right? And uh, that what that's what uh, really motivates me to, to make YouTube videos, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, your, your first game, your first uh, video was about a PlayStation game, right? 
Yeah, I, I did release like you know a channel trainer uh, trailer, sorry, and then uh, yeah, mm -hmm. my first review was uh, Tombi. Tombi. Why the that? One. <laughs> well, because at the time, you know, Tombi is one of those games where I, I think it's very sought after because it's a rare game. But I remember that I I I, I don't recall you know watching a lot of videos actually talking about the game, like people saying why is it good or why is it bad. Or why is it rare, and uh, how did did they got the game? So that's why I decided to talk about Tombi, because it, it, it kind of combines everything that I like to to consume on YouTube. Uh, it has a collectible side, but it, it's also a very original game, very quirky, very different, and it's also a game that I have a story with. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for for me, when I look at at that game, for example, I don't see an expensive game on my shelf or, or anything. I see a game that brings me good memories because I did play a lot of Tombi <laughs> back in the day. Okay, okay. So would you you say that every or most of the games that you have on your collection mm -hmm. uh, have a story behind them, or is well, there are are there things that you just pick up for just for the sake of picking up and for the sake of collecting as well or is it like well i think that, that that is kind of a of a curse with every collector because uh i don't think there is such a such thing as a healthy collectible mind if you will because you're always lacking space right uh, <laughs> you 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 literally don't play all of your games you might test your games but i doubt you know for for people that have you know Let's say 300 or 400 games. Did you play all of them? So it's it's uh, weird <laughs> in that sense. But <laughs> in my case, fortunately, I have I kept most of my original consoles and and games from growing up. So for that alone, and for example, I don't need to have everything mint, right? For example, mm -hmm. my my the very first game that I owned uh, is a game called Extreme Games on the PlayStation One. Was actually a launch title on the system. Uh, I have my copy right there. It's pretty much, uh, it's a very cheap, very common game, right? And my box, you know, is kind of broken. But I wouldn't sell that game for anything because it is my original copy. It is mm -hmm. my game, right? It's that copy for that system. Uh, and I also have, you know, my original consoles and everything. But uh, yeah, and, and, and part of that is also to create new stories, create new memories. Uh, I, I I guess that... Uh, I guess that at least 99% of every game that I own, I remember exactly how I got it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like that mindset. Yeah. 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 Not just the collecting for the sake of collecting, but, you know, no, it, having I mean, a meaningful collection. Exactly. Well, you said it all. I think that, that that's the mean. I think that, you know, again, I know that, that I'm repeating myself, but again, the story right and the the reason why you have that and uh, the story that you have to share with others is what makes you know these pieces of plastic and cardboard because it is what it is it's just yeah. plastic and cardboard it's what gives meaning to these um to these items mm -hmm. yeah excellent we're getting into po very poetic territory though so yeah amazing well i'm a songwriter <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, by the way, since we're talking about collecting things and physical items, um, mm -hmm. and you, you already mentioned that briefly, but we're now in uh, 
a generation of gaming or not just a generation, but, you know, the recent years, mm -hmm. uh, companies are trying to push for digital, right? Yeah. Um, even, even some games, uh, you know, indie games and stuff, it, it's hard for them to find a way to, uh, to be published physically, to have physical releases. What's your yep. take on, on that, on the whole digital thing? Do you, are you being a collector of things that matter, obviously, but mm -hmm. I, I'm guessing you prefer to have a physical game with you, like like a disc or a cartridge or yeah, something. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I do. I, I always try to get the uh, the physical thing, but uh, mm -hmm. but I'm 100, you know, pro uh, digital. I think it's the future, and, and honestly, I think it, it makes sense. It really makes sense. But uh, you know, let's not forget that there's a whole new generation of gamers, right, kids. That they they didn't grow up with physical media, right? Mm -hmm. Let's not even talk about VHS. So some of these kids don't know how to work with the DVD, right, or a CD oh, player, yeah. which which is normal, I guess. And uh, it's convenience. But uh, me personally, I prefer to have the physical thing. But if I can't get it physical, I'm totally okay with digital. Totally okay. Like I'm also with, the same thing with emulation. I'm 100% pro emulation. Uh, but uh, what what concerns me a little bit about going on a 100% uh, digitally only only route, which I don't think it is going to happen. I think that we are always going to have the, the chance to get physical, at least you know with stuff like you know limited editions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But what scares me is that it kills the secondary market, in the sense that you you only have one spot to go to the games, right? And that's when games can become really, really expensive. Let's let's assume that you can only play, uh, you can only buy Nintendo games from Nintendo or from the publisher. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That totally, uh, you know, kills like the uh, trade markets, which, in my opinion, it's uh, it's good. Yeah. So uh, you know, like the stuff, you know, getting used games. So uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that it makes sense to go with the uh, digital route. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I I guess but, but, we'll see what happens right in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that this 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 generation is going to be really cool for that. I mean, Xbox. You have two versions of the Xbox, right? The the brand new Xbox. You have one digital and the other one uh, with physical. Same thing with the PlayStation Five. You do have uh, the digital version and the physical. Uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it could be a revival. I don't know. I mean, look at vinyl. Vinyl was dead. Vinyl was dead. Now, if you go to to record stores, uh, for example, here in Portugal, you know Fnac. Uh, if you go there, you know the vinyl section is bigger and has more offer than the uh, CD section. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think that physical media will ever die, one hundred percent, because mm -hmm. again, you will always have the collectors' editions, etc. But uh, but yeah, going to so the, it's. it's it's probably going to be a mix of both, right? So digital for some stuff and yeah, then exactly. physical for exactly. some other and Same examples. thing with consoles. I really don't know what is going to be the future of consoles. Um, I, I, I'm not a tech guy at all. Uh, but uh, if I would have to bet, I would bet that we are not going to have that much more consoles, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what the future is. Uh, I don't know if it is going to be just like, you know, PC-like gaming because you know consoles these days are more PCs than consoles. Yeah. But uh, you know, let's see what happens. Also, cloud gaming. You know, when mm -hmm. internet connections around the world start to get better, 
uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's always exciting, right, to think about exactly. the future exactly. well, of, of these I, kinds of things. And I mean, video games and technology are have always been, you know, side by side, right? Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. sure, for sure. Excellent. Okay, so we're, we're going to take a quick break soon, but let me just ask you about something that I noticed that you, you also like to explore on your channel, which is the homebrew scene oh, uh, yeah. and ROM hacks and stuff. So what, um, you know, led you to, to cover this this kind of... Uh, you know, niche, gaming niche. Well, the the thing was that, you know, again, going back, uh, w when we look at these classic games, right? Uh, how many times are we going to play them? Uh, how many times do we need to review them, right? Uh, and I think that ROM hacks, because one thing is ROM hacks, the other thing is homebrew games. Yeah. When you look at ROM hacks, for me, it's like re-experiencing uh, a classic game for the first time. It's like, literally like, play, let's say, for example, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog hack. It's like playing the classic Sonic the Hedgehog for the first time. It's a new approach uh, to the game, right? And mm -hmm. uh, the thing with homebrews, it's the, uh, you know, it just amazes me. You know, 2021 and people are making games for systems that are, you know, 30, 20 years old. I mean, what better way to keep these systems alive than to increasing their libraries, right? That's what really, really fascinates me about this um, this community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I I usually cover a few of the, the homebrew games here on the podcast because uh, I all, I'm also fascinated about, you know, people wanting to develop something new, create something new for what is called by many a dead system, right? Like mm -hmm. the Dreamcast exactly. or the Mega Drive or even the Master System, even an older system. I'm really fascinated about the you know, the the mindset of a person who decides to, well, I'm going to try to develop a game for this console, exactly. mm -hmm. this system that, you know, I know there's a, 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 a wide community of gamers who still have their retro consoles. Let me try to make something new, something innovative for this system that's i think that's awesome yeah and it, it's it's very niche but uh it has kind of a, pur a purpose because you know if you're developing a video game well you're developing a video game right but de developing a video game in this day and age for an older system that is um, a very very specific goal and uh, i really really admire that mm -hmm. what would you say was like the 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 game the homebrew or yeah I mean, let's go with homebrew games the one that you sega or otherwise that you really enjoy that you've found so fascinating maybe something new that you weren't expecting well, a homebrew or a rom hack let's go with a homebrew first homebrew well there there's a game called dryer for the Anyas. it's a very simple platformer and uh i would have to say that there's there's nothing that special about that game, but uh, you know I I found it like randomly honestly, and uh, I got so addicted to it that um, it, it reminds me what the old school uh, gaming days used to be. It's just simple, just going to from point A to point B as fast as you can with with the best score that you can. So uh, that game is really really good on the NES Dryer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very, very fun puzzle slash platformer game. But if you ask me for a, a, a ROM hack, uh, 
Yeah. I would have to pick uh, Sketch Turner in Streets of Rage 2. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, which is actually a hack that I have on a physical cartridge uh, made by my good friend David from Deckard Games. (laughs) Not uh, me. Yeah. (laughs) And the reason why I love that ROM hack, it's because it just combines everything that I love about Sega. It's my favorite Sega character from Comic Zone, right? Sketch Turner on my favorite Sega game, Streets of Rage 2. So that awesome. is perfection right there. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're a, a Sketch Turner fan? I am, yeah. Yeah. W- what is it about Comic Zone that you like so much? It's just, well, is first of all, I think that the game is gorgeous. Uh, in my opinion, it's mm-hmm. the best good-looking game on the, uh, the system. And I could be wrong, but I think that Comic Zone was released around 95, more or less. Yeah, it I was think so. a, a late release on the system. And by that time, I already had the PlayStation 1. So in school, I was the kid that had the new system. But when I saw Comic Zone, I got envy. Here's me <laughs> with a brand new 3D system, and I'm I'm getting you know jealous of this game because the game is so beautiful. And, and I don't know, it, it's the um it's a very fun, very original beat-em-up game, very challenging. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that you know, just the concept of the game. It's uh, it's really cool because Sketch Turner is like a super geek in the sense that he's a geek, you know, he's a comic book artist, but uh, he's also a superhero, you know, superhero. He's cool. He has the, the long hair. He has, you know, those 90s style clothes. Uh, yeah. He knows martial arts. And uh, I, I kind of relate to that. It was the, it, it, he's kind of the guy that I wanted to be when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very 90s. There's yeah, a very, very 90s very, vibe about yeah. the game. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and, and the cool soundtrack as well. Oh, yeah. Howard Rossin. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So, Johnny, uh, w- I haven't done this in a while. Okay. But I used to do something on the show called Quick Shots. Again, quick Shots? Yeah, I'm sorry. Not alcohol. I'm very sorry, but... Oh. Uh, these are just uh, like uh, <laughs> rapid fire questions. So I'm going to okay. I'm going to say a word or a phrase. Yeah. And what I wanted to do is to tell me the first thing that pops into your ma- your mind when you hear these words oh, or wow. phrases. Okay. okay. So it's not a quiz. It's not a quiz. It's just like I have five things here. So Okay. First okay. first thing that that you think of, okay? Okay. So first one, video games. Uh passion Good one. J- just one word? I have to answer with yeah, just one word. Or, or you can say a sentence, whatever. Whatever you feel like. It's cool. But passion is a good answer. Passionate memories or passionate memories. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Sega. Uh, f- a very special first time. Mm. Streets of Rage. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Retro Raider. Uh, a nickname that sometimes I regret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and last one, Johnny Retro. <laughs> a nickname that I regret even more. <laughs> <laughs> very okay. generic, very basic. And yeah, it is what it is. No, I'm stuck with it. <laughs> Okay, very good. So, Johnny, let's take a quick break. Um, okay. We're going to hear from our sponsors. 
I don't know who they are, uh, whoever they are this week. But uh, and we'll come back with with uh, some some more memories, but also a surprise. Okay. Mm. I'm curious. You should be. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. (laughs) And now, a dramatic reading of a letter written by Axel of the Crazy Taxi series to one of his passengers. I got my taxi driver's license last week, just like we always talked about, cause you were so excited for me to finally get a cab and drive some people around. But today I drove through the city, crying cause you weren't around. And I picked up that blonde girl with a yellow dollar sign above her head. She wanted to go to Pizza Hut. She yelled cause she got there almost dead. Yet today I drove through the city and through trees and billboards and everything else. And I know I ain't perfect, but I managed to finish Crazy Box and still get some limes. And I just can't imagine how you can stay on the road at all times. Guess you didn't mean what you said when I picked you up. Cause you said ASAP, now you're screaming cause you need a medical checkup. Red lights, stop signs, I don't really care about other cars. Churchyards can't stop for the red. That is a short, short fare. And I need to pay for this green hair. Sidewalks are roads. I still hear your voice in the traffic. You're screaming telling me I'm crazy. Your face was blue. So sick. But you know, I'll still drive you, babe. And I know I ain't perfect, but I managed to finish Crazy Box and still get some limes. And I just can't imagine how you can stay on the road at all times. Guess you didn't mean what you said when I picked you up. Cause you said ASAP. Now you're screaming cause you need a checkup. Yeah, you said ASAP. Now you're screaming cause you need a medical checkup. Oh, 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 oh,
Welcome back, Johnny. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's time for something I like to call the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Ooh. The Sig Launch Challenge is something I do with all my guests. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it varies from guest to guest. But I thought, well, we have with us this week, um, you know, a person who's an expert in retro gaming. Okay. Uh, okay. A passionate, <laughs> a passionate gamer. So I think we're going to play a, a version of the ultimate Sega fan challenge that I've oh, played no. with, with many people. <laughs> Let me honestly tell you that I just suck at quizzes. <laughs> I don't remember names or dates okay. or brands. So I, th I think you'll like this one because um, let me tell you the rules. So okay. There are 10 questions. 10 Some questions. of these questions are not really questions, are just uh, I'm going to play parts of songs and you'll have to tell me where, where the, you know, what, what game they're from. Okay. Okay. But J you just can get... Just soundtracks or, or uh, sound bites Video games. Also. Sound, no, just, just music. Just okay, part of the okay. soundtrack. Okay. Uh, and for each question, you can get up to two points. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maximum of 20 points. What you need to get out of this place alive, I mean, what you need is... To get 10 points. Get Otherwise 10 points. you'll die. No, that's oh, not true. That sucks. That's not true. And do uh, we have a prize? <laughs> you do have a prize, yes. <laughs> I will tell you all about it uh, after you get 10 points. Okay. Okay. Are you up for it? Of course. Let's do it. Of course you are. You have no other choice. So Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, let's take a look at the first question. So, this is how it works. You can... Pick between an easy or a hard question. Easy questions get you one point. Hard questions, two points. Okay. So for the first one, easy or hard? It just said, it, we don't have medium, right? Just easy or hard. Exactly. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's just do it. Let's start with a hard one. Okay. Why do, do everyone does that? And they regret it, but okay. <laughs> okay, so... Let's go with a hard question. I like this one. Okay. Are you familiar with Fantasy Zone? Fantasy Zone, yeah, the Opa Opa. Yeah, Opa Opa is the the character, right? The character, the, the like the the, the weird spaceship. Uh, spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, that you control. Okay, so you are familiar with Opa Opa. So the question is, Johnny Retro in the Fantasy Zone universe. What is the name of Opa Opa's brother? Oh, I have no clue. I have no idea. I'm seeing so, the game. I, mm -hmm. I don't own it. I played it on the Master System, on emulation. Uh, I remember that it has a very, like, you know, pastel colors. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that much about the uh, whole lore and imaginarium of the game. It's what we would call a, a cut em up. A cute, uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 
So what what do you do you think? So the main character is Opa Opa, right? O P A O P A. What do you think? You know they they ended up calling um, the brother of Opa Opa. Opa Opa. I'm gonna God, give you a clue. It's not okay. Opa Bro. Opa Bro. Oh, Opa Bro was... is not the correct answer. So. Yeah, that sounds like the bully, <laughs> like the bully. Of Opa, of Opa, Opa. <laughs> Opa bro. <laughs> Opa bro. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Op, Op. <laughs> I just throw it like that. Mm-hmm. Makes like, sense though. Makes sense. Yeah. No. No, I don't know. I so have no clue. Your your answer is Op Op. Yeah. Or Opa Opa. Let's go with Opu Opu. Like with it. Opu. Yeah. Opu Opu. Yeah. So, like O P U? O P O? O P U. O P U. O P U. O P U. Opu Opu. Okay. Opu Opu. Final answer, right? Yeah. Final answer. Final answer. You are incredibly close. Well, in okay. in in a sense, but it, it's not the correct answer, unfortunately. Ah. The correct okay. answer was Upa Upa. Oh, Upa Upa! U P A U P A. You know that reminded me a lot of Crash Bandicoot, like the masks you have Aku Aku mm-hmm. and Uka Uka. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so very close, though. Very close. No one okay. ever, you know, go gets this close with this question. Usually, people okay. think of something completely different, but that's a good, you know. You you made the right, you know, you used the right reasoning here. Okay. Okay. So no points, unfortunately, but, you know, not everything, nothing actually is, is lost yet. So let's go with number two. Number two is a song. So I have a 10-second long clip okay. of a game, of a music from a game. Uh, and I'm going to give you a, a hint. This is a Mega Drive game. Mega Drive so game. you get one point for the game. One point for the name of the track or where it plays in the game, okay? Oh, okay. So you can get up to two points. Let's take a listen. Okay. Anything? Does yeah, it sound I think, familiar? I think this is, this is Streets of Rage. Mm-hmm. Is it? I think so. Okay. Would you like to listen to it again? Okay, sure. Yeah? Okay. You're confusing me so hard. (laughs) I was going to Bad Streets of Rage 3. You were going? So yeah. You, not anymore? No, I think so. Yeah. God, I know the song. Well, if if, if this is you, not Street You, you this, do know the song for sure. If this is not related to Streets of Rage, I'm going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> so, let's go for the game. Streets of Rage. Which one? I mix with the second or, or the third one. Mm-hmm. 
Where do you think this would play in the game? In where either would... of the games, where which stage you mean like or... you mean like this the stage? Yeah. Or you know. I think no no no. I'm I'm switching to Streets of Rage two. I believe mm -hmm. it's one of the first levels of Streets of Rage two. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm going with Streets of Rage two. Uh... So game Streets of Rage two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you know the title of the track? No, no, no. Do you know where it that plays exactly? Know. God, I'm so, so confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing like the sound bites, like the kicks and oh, the punches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I think it's the I think it's the first stage. Ah, yeah, I'm just going with the first stage of Streets of Rage 2. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can I lock it in? Is this yeah, your final yeah, answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah. Okay. So, the the track is called Under Logic. Under Logic. It plays in the baseball stadium area. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, with like the God the, <laughs> of Streets of Rage too. Yes, the, but what point though? It's the second or third stage. It's the one with the elevator, right? Uh, yeah, for, you go down, right? To the, it's the, the arena. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I'm it. seeing the stage. So, I'm seeing the final mm -hmm. boss. That <laughs> okay. elevator part. That elevator part sucks. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, it sucks. I think that it's even hard from the, um, the uh, elevator level on Streets of Rage 1. But on Streets of Rage yeah, 1, it's, it probably. goes up. Yeah, probably harder into. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. Yeah, but one point though, Streets of Rage Two was the correct and, game. And, so and now, yeah. do you know what I have on my mind right now? What the f the tune of the f of the um, of the first stage of Streets of Rage Two? Okay. Dun, dun, awesome. Dun, 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 exactly. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> exactly. Go straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one point. One point so far. We need nine more. Let's go. With <laughs> okay. Question number three. <laughs> Easy or hard? May I suggest easy? Okay, let's go with easy. I just okay. I, I suck at quiz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this I think is a, an easy one. What milestone anniversary did Sega celebrate last year, the year t 2020, with a campaign titled Go Sega? Go Sega. Um, I, I'm literally seeing the logo. Mm -hmm. I'm literally seeing the logo. Uh, remember that the logo was like uh, with like with the Sega lettering. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like the, the Go, Sega. right? Exactly. Go like the but the Go was with, with the, with the, the Sega lettering. lettering. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It was like the the sixtieth anniversary of Sega. It has to be because That's it, my it was. Yeah, it, it was, uh, how do you say, it was older mm -hmm. than like, you know, th like, for example, like the 30th anniversary of Sega, uh, sorry, of, of Sonic. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to recall what is the oldest Sega title, but I think it was about Sega. So, mm -hmm. so it was 2020, right? This was last year. Yeah, last year. Go Sega was Go their Sega. anniversary campaign. So you, and you you were saying maybe sixtieth anniversary. I think it, I, right? I'm I'm mixed between fifty. Sixties makes sense 
but mm-hmm. I'm I'm I, I think that I'm seeing like the fiftieth uh, on the like fifty on the logo. But I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it was the I think it was sixty. 60th anniversary. Yeah, goes Sega. Yeah, I'm going with that. So, what's your final answer? 60th. <sighs> Was it 50? It wasn't 50. <laughs> you are correct. Yes, 60th oh, anniversary. Yeah, but well I, I done. Remember, and, and, but I, I remember seeing like, a, I don't know if it was like a, like a news video or something, but it was like on a Sega themed uh, store, I believe. That's what I have in my mind. But I, I'm totally seeing the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, logo here yeah there was a whole thing you know a uh, company-wide thing so japan celebrated it earlier um and then because of covid the rest of the world was a bit yeah, behind yeah, but yeah. then sega of europe did something um you know closer to the end of the year they released a bunch of free stuff they mm-hmm. like each week was a week of a certain sega of europe franchise for example yeah. They even released some some cool, uh, like uh, spin-off games mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for free on Steam and stuff. So yeah, yeah, pretty cool. But you're right. So one point, one point. One point. Okay. 60th anniversary. Good 60th job. Good job. Okay, let's go with number four, which is another um, soundbite, another another piece of of music from a Sega game. I'm gonna give you a hint. Beforehand, this is actually no. Let's listen to it, and then if you need it, I'll um, I'll give you a hint. Okay. okay. Does it sound familiar at all? No, no, no. clue. <laughs> okay, it immediately, so it immediately uh, breeds RPG on my mind. Hmm. So the 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 hint is this is a Saturn game. Saturn. Okay. Well, I didn't play a lot of Sega Saturn games due to the fact that my Sega yes. Saturn was broken, <laughs> and since then I didn't collect a lot. I'm literally looking at my collection right now. Of Sega mm-hmm. Saturn, which is not that big. Um, if I would have to guess from the games that I own, yeah, no, from the games that you own. No, this is not from Nights into Dreams. No, I was thinking about some specific level of Nights into Dreams, but I don't think so. Can you play it again? Yes, let's go. Is it is it from Pan- uh, Panzer Dragoon? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> well, I, I do know, have, but, but I. If I would have to guess, I would have to say Panzer Dragoon. Why? I don't know. I don't. I don't own the game, <laughs> by the way. I don't own Panzer okay. Dragoon. Have you played the the remake that came no. out last year? No. No. Okay. No. So there's that's not the reason either. No, 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 I never, I never really got into Panzer Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for game, you would say Panzer Dragoon, right? Mm-hmm. What about stage? Any stage or where in, it plays in the game? No, Anything? No, that that no, I can nothing. Can't really? Say. No, 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 not at all. Okay. So final answer, Panzer yep. Dragoon. Are you sure? Yep. Yeah. 
Not Nights into Dreams, no? <laughs> no, I, I don't see Plans of Dragoon. Okay. Okay, so this track is called Flight. Flights. Does it sound like something from Panzer Dragoon? Well, you do fly dragons in Panzer Dragoon. You do fly dragons. This is the first stage of a game called... Okay. Panzer Dragoon. Well done. <laughs> One point. Was it, was it on the, uh, um, on the, uh, the remake uh, uh, trailer? Was the sound? Was the, the soundtrack? Um, probably, probably. It's been a while, but yeah, probably. Yeah, it's the first stage, so probably it's one of the most recognizable. I've, I've actually, I've yeah. actually been, been planning to make a video someday in the future about you know like ten video games that everybody played except me. <laughs> so Panzer them, Dragoon is going to be in Panzer Dragoon yeah. is yeah oh and you 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 would not believe the uh, PlayStation games that I'm going to put on the on that video that I never played and people might ask well but you're a PlayStation fan and how didn't yeah how did you never play these games well well one of them I, it was going to be on the list but I finally played it which was God of War I had never played a oh. God of War game and now I have to play Panzer Dragoon yeah definitely definitely pick up the the remake if you if you want to it's it's probably easier to to get than the setter one <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 you you bet <laughs> okay so so far three points we're not not that bad you're you're doing okay okay uh, let's go with number f seriously this is harder than than you think it is everyone. i mean this this yeah. stuff is so much easier when we are watching when we are watching other people. <laughs> okay, so number five is the question again. So hard or easy? Which one? And by uh, that, I mean go with easy. Good, okay, let's go with easy. Probably yeah. better. <laughs> okay. Are you familiar with Space Harrier? Uh, yes. yes. Especially okay. the, um, the um, second one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the question is, upon starting a game of Space Harrier, Mm -hmm. What words are you greeted with? What's the first um, thing that you hear? There are some words when you start a game of Space Harrier. Isn't it Sega? <laughs> no. But, I mean the actual game. The actual game. Not not exactly like the title screen. So after oh, when, the when title you, screen, you... you get into the game, into the actual gameplay, the first mm -hmm. stage. And when the game starts, there are some words. You hear them. The words that you hear on space... Do, do you know, the last time that I played Space Harrier, I believe it was on Shenmue. Okay, that works. So I'm trying to recall that because I, <laughs> that was another flaw. I, I only played Shenmue for the first time. Actually, you know, finishing the whole game uh, with the uh, HD remasters, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that I did, of course was to uh go to the uh to the arcades the arcade yeah so uh i'm trying to remember uh but it's like a, a thing that that sounds on on the uh it's on the first stage yeah when you start the game something that you know it makes sense when you think about when you know what it is it makes sense because you're starting the game mm -hmm. Any clue? 
I'm li- I'm listening like the 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 get ready stuff. I remember that, but I don't think it's that. You mean like the the voice? There's a voice, yes. Mm-hmm. So do you think get ready is is in there no, that's somewhere? A, the thing is that I, I think that I'm missing I'm uh, mi- um, mixing games. Hmm. I don't know. God, I have the. I literally have the sentence. Mm-hmm. It's like get ready. I think I, I. I'm going to risk. I think that I'm going to to screw this. Mm-hmm. Uh, get it's something like get ready. Welcome to the. It's not welcome to the space area. It's welcome to the. God, I don't. It's one of this. Either is welcome to the space area or welcome to the uh, space no, not space zone. Welcome to the fantasy zone. I think it's that. Get ready. Welcome to the fantasy zone. I think it's that. Literally, aren't you, I'm, I, aren't, aren't you mixing two games together? I'm probably mixing two games together, but I'm literally, literally trying to remember uh, me playing Space Harrier on Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I'm gonna need an answer. So what do you what do you say? I think, is I think it is get the, ready, welcome to the fantasy zone. Okay. Because it, it it's like a hook, it's like a famous hook. Mm-hmm. Final answer. Final answer. I'm gonna lock it in. Lock it in. So, space harrier and fantasy zone share the same universe. Oh, there we go. So the words are. Welcome to the fantasy zone. Get ready. <laughs> oh, so I'm so going to give you re- the point. <laughs> oh, so the get ready was... Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to give you the point, though. Yeah, that's it. Very good. Good job. Way, Welcome I, to I, the fantasy I, zone. I, I, get never, ready. I never played Space Hair on the uh, actual arcade. Me neither. Me neither. The actual arcade. Uh, have you ever, have I, you ever seen a, an actual arcade with Space Harrier in Portugal? Because I haven't. No, 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 no. No. Not even on uh, on events like gaming conventions. Yeah, I really don't remember seeing uh, any. But I mm-hmm. did play an original Space Invaders arcade. I th- uh, I, I I reckon that's easier to find though. Yeah, on the uh, you remember Feira Popular? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was one there. I played with my with my father. Okay. And I actually there knew were, a person. There were a lot of Sega arcades in Feira Popular. Yeah. And I actually know a person that has one, and he, an original one, and got it for like 50 euros or so. <laughs> oh, that's a steal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an original Space Invaders arcade. Awesome. Okay, so one point. Amazing. Okay. That, that means, you know, four points so far. Okay. So we're getting closer and closer. Oh, Let's by the way, I, yeah. I, I suck in Space Harrier. I'm I'm not just that's great either, <laughs> but I I do enjoy uh, the 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 sound effect. The oh, very much. Yeah. It's like it's not really it's not just pain and death. It's also disappointment in his voice as well. I think. So, can, oh! can, can can you beat the game? Uh, I never. I don't think I have ever beaten the game. I I think I did with with like safe states using oh, okay, an okay. emulator maybe. 
Or maybe the three D did you have the three DS um games, the the three D collection? Classic collection? No, 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 no. I don't. No? Okay. So that's that's a, a brilliant port of, of Space Harry. I think I have a feeling that I actually beat the game uh without save states using the three DS version. But I'm not Oh really I see, sure. I see, I see. Well, I'm going to admit sure. it. In this day and age, if I have safe states, I just use safe states. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the way to go. <laughs> Unless I'm actually trying to beat a score. Yeah, but I'm, I'm worse at games now than I was as a kid. Well, I, I never, I've actually never considered myself like a good uh, gamer, you know? For example, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly average on uh, platformers, like 2D platformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for example, I was never that competitive, competitive, right? And space yeah, shooters, either. forget it. Space shooter, <laughs> I just suck at space shooters. Fighting games, some fighting games, yes. Like I, I'm no, fairly no. good. Uh, I'm actually good with Tekken. Okay, I, I, Tekken, I, okay. I, I'm okay with Tekken. Uh, with the first Mortal Kombat games, also. But no, shooters, no. forget it. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm, at I'm, I'm decent with platformers. Um, no. Most modern adventure slash action games, I, I'm okay. But, you know, especially when we go retro, and I've been mm -hmm. playing a few on my Twitch uh, channel, mm -hmm. I, I'm really not that good. And, and, and I remember being a lot better. Not that I was ever a great gamer, like you said, but I remember being a lot better or the games being easier, one, of, mm -hmm. one or the other. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's the games, yeah. The yeah. games were easier. I'm, I'm amazing, but the games were... Easier, yeah. <laughs> they got harder <laughs> with time. <laughs> okay, so let's go with number six, Johnny. Okay. It's another song, okay? Another song, okay. So we've been, uh, we've had a, a Mega Drive game, a Saturn game. Now we have a Dreamcast game. Oh, God. I know you never owned the Dreamcast, but let's yeah. try, take a listen and, and try. It's a territory, it's a territory. I don't know. Thinking you know about the Dreamcast, right? You know you know some yeah, 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 games. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. think about it. I actually used to play a lot of a uh, uh, it's not an exclusive, but uh, when I think about Crazy Taxi, I always mm -hmm. think about the Dreamcast. Yeah. I actually used to play uh, on the arcades. That I actually okay. played on the uh, on the arcades, Crazy Taxi. Mm -hmm. uh, then I have um, I know about a Dreamcast game, and I I really don't remember the name, but I don't know if you can help me with that. Something like Gem. It has Gem. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, not Space Gem. Not Space Gem. No. Not Space Gem. I don't Dreamcast the... Gem. Um. Not Def Jam. I that's really a, don't that's, know. That's a PlayStation Two game. No. Uh, Sega Sports Jam. No, no, no. Sports Jam. No. 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 But can you play the song again? I can. I can. Let's take a listen. Territory, it's a territory. I don't know. This could this could fit in so many stuff. This could be a Tony Hawk song. 
<laughs> could be, could be. I yeah. but I'm I'm playing you know Sega games, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Sega songs, so so. I'm just I, could, I'm could just, be though. I could play third party, but not today. No, no, I, I don't think it would make sense for the uh, challenge here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if I would have to get, I would just have to, to go with Crazy Taxi. Mm-hmm. It crazy probably taxi. isn't. Yeah. With its punk soundtrack, punk rock soundtrack of Offspring and Bad Religion. I was never very much into the punk scene. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. know. I'm completely lost. It could be. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm completely lost. I'm just doing my job here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Making your life harder. I'm completely lost with this one because actually I I don't know that much about the Sega Dreamcast. Okay, so your answer? Uh, I would just crazy have to taxi. Go with, yeah, I would just have to go with crazy taxi. Crazy taxi. Okay. So, this is a game. This is a an amazing game, or it's from a, an amazing game, uh, where you skate around. But it's not Tony Hawk's. Um, and you also spray paint walls. I think it's the game that I was thinking about, but it doesn't have jam, jam Is it on the... Uh, Jet Set Radio? The, Jet Set Radio. That's the game that I was trying to remember. That is the correct but I was, answer. But, yes. I was with jam, but I was with Jam on the... Uh, <laughs> you, should, you should play, you should try Jet Set Radio. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's been released on uh, more modern consoles and, and PC, okay. so it's definitely a game to try. Uh, okay. Yeah, this was Everybody Jump Around, a song by B.B. Wrights and part of the amazing soundtrack to Jesse Radio, which is uh, something something else. It's, it's something, you know, amazing on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, no worries. We still have four questions to go. So let's okay. go with an easier hard question next. It's a question. Let's, so. let's just go with a hard one. With a hard one. Okay, so. <laughs> Let's go with the hard one. You you said you've played Shenmue recently? Right? I did play Shenmue recently. Yeah, about uh, two, two years ago, more or less, or three years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. Uh, okay. The two first games? The, the, just... the three games. I actually played the three, oh, like, oh, almost, okay. almost in a row. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, remember Shenmue 2? I do remember Shenmue 2. Yeah. There was a place in Shenmue 2 called the Manmo Temple. The Manmo Temple, okay. The temple where you would meet a, a very important character, a lady, uh, yeah. Ying, and she would try to teach you something and try to make you, you know, quit your quest for revenge. But my question is, in Shenmue 2, Johnny Retro, what morning task does Ryu have to perform every day at Manmo Temple? Okay, so we're, we're talking about Shenmue 2. Shenmue 2, yes. Uh, what's the name of the temple? Uh, Manmo Temple. It's like the only temple that you really visit in the game. The only one that matters, though. You had to do something every morning. So you had to do it a few times in the game. 
I'm trying to, to remember. Well, on the first one, we do have like the, uh, how is it called? The uh, four, forklift. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the morning task. Yeah. Uh, but that's on the first one. Which is actually, I know the, uh, the, I remember that a lot of people like that, but I've always mm-hmm. found that a little bit of people are going to hate me so bad on this, but I've always found to be uh, a boring part of the game. Like the, uh, our interview is over. Goodbye, Sorry. sir. That is an awesome part of the game. Oh, you mean like the uh, the forklift? <laughs> yes. Oh God. The thing is that I I I do understand that. <laughs> and you know it, it's um... you you have to think about Shenmue with the eyes of uh you know of of fifteen year old you or something mm-hmm. playing on the Dreamcast. So the question again is in Shenmue two, what mm-hmm. morning task? Does Ryo have to perform every day at Manmo Temple? Okay, taking into account that sometimes I, I mix Shenmue 1 and 2 because I played the, the two games like on a row. The first thing that pops into my head is the uh, forklift again. That awful part of the forklift. <laughs> just, Lies. That just That just takes for The thing is that it just takes forever. But uh, no, if it is not the forklift... Which is on the first game? Then this you're you you meaning that part where we we have a temple in the middle of in the middle of uh, the town, right? And we have to learn like a martial arts technique, right? Mm-hmm. So and the only way to learn to something learn, yeah, is it, to yeah. I think it's um, I know what he ha- what we have to do. I just don't quite remember the items that we have to bring from the the temple to the outside. I think it was books mm-hmm. because I think it's like a library and we have to pick books. There is a library there, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the books. We And we have to do that in the best amount of uh, time. And it is also something mm-hmm. that takes a long time uh, to accomplish. At least I did. <laughs> Uh, I believe in, it's the in books. typical Shenmue fashion. In typical, no, no, but that's part of the beauty of Shenmue. It's exactly. like like I said on, on my Shenmue video, Shenmue it's more of an experience than actually yeah. a game. I, I I hope everyone watches that video because I I think this it's a good way to you know to you you got you approached Shenmue the correct way. Oh, as well, a, my as a new, the, every the newcomer should. Yeah, because yeah. because it, it it's that if you're looking for an action game, it's not that action based. But is mm-hmm. it an RPG? I mean, it has some RPG ish elements in it, but at the same time, it's also a simulation game. It's we really can't describe Shenmue, but it's more for for the experience than actually playing the game, if that makes sense. But I'm going okay. with the books. I think that we have to put book okay. put the books. Uh, outside of the temple, yeah, it's like a. I, I'm totally seeing the scene. It's like a backyard with a tree. Then we have mm-hmm. a small library and this small, almost uh, temple within the temple. But I'm also thinking about vases. But I don't think it's vases. I think it's books. I think that we literally have to grab like piles and piles of books. <laughs> I think so it's books, that. I'm, I'm going with the. I'm going yeah. with the books. Yeah. Books. Okay. So final answer. Final answer. Definitely Final not answer. the for, the forklift. Definitely not the forklift. No, that's not. That's Shenmue <laughs> one. <laughs> that's Shenmue and three, one. And three. And three. And three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the correct answer is 
every morning you have to air out the books. Yes, the books, that's exactly. it. We had to. I was mixing with the vases. I don't know no, why I no think vases. vases. No vases. No, 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 no. Just but airing is, is, out it, the books. <laughs> and is it is it like the the, the tree right? There's a tree there. It's also it's, a there's a tree. Yes, the tree. there's a tree. Yeah, and you 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 also have to learn how to grab leaves with uh with your fingers. Oh, exactly. Right? exactly. Remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Get to have to concentrate and breathe. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's what you need to do. And it, you, if you go too fast, uh, a QT uh, sequence begins. And if you fail, you drop the books. But what I yeah. what I don't remember is it do we have to do it uh, a specific number of times or do we have to beat a time? I think that we have to it, master. No, it, it need... depends on on this how you progress through the story. So if you are quicker in advancing through the story, you have to do it less times. Mm -hmm. Because at some point you have to leave Hong Kong, exactly. so you, you stop doing it. Mm -hmm. It kind of depends on you how many times you do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's no time. You have a time, but it's like you have to do it uh, until noon, I think. But it's. So but it's, it it took me it took me a while to do that. Okay. But let me just explain really quick the the forklift so people won't hate me. It's not that I don't <laughs> appreciate that, and I believe that for those of you that played the game back in the early two thousands. That must be awesome. It's just that for a first time, first timer, it just takes forever. That's the only thing. It just takes forever, and the races. It does. It, does. it just takes forever. But the races are fun, I guess. <laughs> just too many races. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of depends again on how quick you are in advancing through the story. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, I actually I played it a lot when I when I was younger on the Dreamcast, but when I played the game again, the the HD remaster, I know I knew what to do, where to go. So oh, exactly. I I think I had like two or three races. I don't know. I don't remember because mm -hmm. I, I, I progressed I, I through the story quicker. To be honest, I don't know if if it is a game that I would like to come back to, but I'm guess mm -hmm. that I probably will if there's going to be a Shenmue Four. I'll probably do like a quick recap. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's like I said, Shenmue mm -hmm. is more for the experience of playing the game than actually yeah, yeah. playing it. That's why I don't think it, it is fair to say that is not a game for everybody. It is totally okay to don't like Shenmue, but it's just one of those games. It's like Journey, for example. Do you know the game Journey? Yes, it's like, love it's it. Like, yeah, it's like Journey. It's not for everybody, but if you're into it, or I could say the same thing about you know Shadow of the Colossus or The Last Guardian, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, completely different games. But I think that it is kind of a you know a category. Uh, and Shenmue it's fits not that mainstream as exactly other franchises. Exactly. Games. If there is such a thing like experimental games, I think mm -hmm. that Shenmue would be. Uh, one yeah. of them because yeah. it, it, at, it, at the time at the time it wasn't that much of an and it was an experience as well of course but you have to remember that at the time we, we weren't used to getting like uh games that had uh, um such an intricate world and and so many characters you could interact exactly. with right so you mm -hmm. could the, the the world of shenmue is is alive so you can see people going uh, going to work in the morning, coming back to their homes in the evening. They have their routines. You can talk to people. You can uh, go inside shops and, and yeah. stuff. 
Actually, I, I've said this in a. I, I can't really reveal where I said it, <laughs> but okay. uh, but uh, if people watch uh, a certain TV show here in Portugal, uh, you're probably going to listen to me to say that. Um, I think that Shenmue was the the precursor to uh, open world games like GTA. I mean, everybody yeah. speak uh, talks about GTA Three. As mm -hmm. the uh, you know granddad or whatever of open world sandbox video games, right? And I grew up with GTA 3 and the GTA series. But Shenmue, let's not forget that Shenmue was released what one year and a half more or less before GTA 3. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I have a huge respect for Shenmue, even though I didn't play it back in the day when it was originally released. But um, I think that Shenmue was the ground zero for for that, even though it has mm. nothing to do with GTA. It, no, that, it doesn't. <laughs> but, but yeah, but, but that environment of like you know a sandbox of a world that it is alive of a game where whatever you put in the world, it, it will you know throw back at you. You know it will respond. I can't really recall a game that did that so well previous to to Shenmue. And for yeah. everybody that is listening, if you if you're planning to to, to play Shenmue for the first time now, uh, do it with the mindset that you're playing a game that was released almost 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Or 20 years ago. I think it was released in 2000, right? 2000, yeah. 2000. So keep keep that in mind. But it, it aged super well. I think it aged super, super well. And it's mm -hmm. a beautiful game. Still to this day, it's a beautiful game. I totally agree. Yeah. My favorite game of all time, so... <laughs> oh, is it Shenmue? Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, two points, which two points. is amazing. That was a hard question. Good job. So, that means you have two, three, four, five, six points. No? Six points. Okay. Six points. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Six points. So, we need to somehow, in the next three questions, get four points. Four okay. points. Okay. Let's First see. chance is a song. This is the last song. Okay. And it means we get into hard mode here. Mm -hmm. And the song is in reverse. <laughs> oh, the song is in reverse. Oh, okay. Okay. So the the clip is in reverse. That's interesting. Um let's see if you can, you can, rec can recognize this. This is a okay. Mega Drive game. I'll I'll give you that clue. Okay. okay. So let's see how it goes when we listen to this final clip in reverse. Okay. Have to listen to that again. Okay, let's take a listen. Damn, th this is hard. That's trippy. Yeah, it's hard. I know. I don't know if you ever went to Boom Festival, but if you play this on Boom Festival, it will be a hit. <laughs> around two, around four, four a.m. Exactly. Perfect soundtrack for Boom Festival at four a.m. I mean, my friends at Boom Festival are going to hate me. Shout out to Boom Festival. Um, I don't know. I mean, Cindy Reverse. Any uh, any clue at all? Does it sound like anything at all? Okay, you have to hit me one more time. <laughs> okay. 
I can get I can do one better better. If you have no clue at all, I can play the track not in reverse, but you only get one point if you guess it. No no no, no. let's do it in reverse. No? Again. Okay, let's take a listen. It's growing on me, I have to say. It's growing on you. Because yeah. it has a melody. It's mm -hmm. weird. It's in reverse, but it has a melody to it. Also, I know what it is, so yeah. Maybe yeah. that's it. <laughs> what kind of game would this fit in, you know, if it was not in reverse? It feels like an action slash platformer. <laughs> mm -hmm. I totally see this fitting like on a platformer game. Okay. So now I have the mindset of saying Sonic, but it doesn't sound like a Sonic game, a Sonic soundtrack, even though it is in reverse. I don't know. I think that I have to listen into the uh, normal. The normal version? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's take a listen. So you're you're in the right path there with the platforming thing. So what what game could this be from? You Dude, had a hunch the, there. If this is this if this is from a, a Sonic game, I'm never going to forgive myself. Which Sonic game would this, you know, would this be from? Which one of them? Sing as it's the Mega Drive game. Yeah, yeah. If I, I have to guess, before, I would so. guess Sonic Two. Why? <laughs> Do you want me to be fair with you? Because <laughs> <laughs> because yes, <laughs> because, because reasons. <laughs> because I think because Sonic Two is the one that I played last from the Sonic games. Mm -hmm. Which one was the the one that you played more? but you spend more time with? Uh, I would have to say, well, I really enjoy Sonic and Knuckles because I just think that Knuckles is one of the coolest characters ever. But mm -hmm. I think that I play more Sonic 1. Okay. Um, especially because of the ROM hacks. There's so many ROM hacks of the yes. original Sonic games. <laughs> did you play the, did you try to collecting all the emeralds in Sonic and Knuckles, for example? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> too hard. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not a completionist. Okay. I'm really not a completionist. I believe that it's, the, it's worth it though for for the supersonic. Yeah, mode. the the, the yeah. games the games that I well I played that but on um, I was going to say emulation not emulation ROM hacks because you do have mm -hmm. a lot of ROM hacks to you know to go around that. For example, yeah. I do own a ROM again for my good friend David, uh, <laughs> which is uh, Knuckles in Sonic One. Yes, so you actually play with Sun, with Knuckles, which is very easy uh, because it's Knuckles. <laughs> mm -hmm. He can fly. Uh, can I don't climb know, walls. I, I really don't know. I really suck at this. Okay, so let's say it's Sonic game. Which yeah. Sonic game is it? Then I will go with two. Mm -hmm. So Sonic two. Yeah, I've got Sonic two. Final answer. Yeah. Okay. 
I was asking you if you were, uh, you know, liked collecting all the emeralds. Mm -hmm. uh, did you play Sonic Mania, for example? No. No, 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 I didn't. No, you haven't played Sonic Mania yet. You should, mm -hmm. you should. It's a great, great 2D Sonic game. The reason why I asked about the emeralds is because this is the special stage, also known as Blue Sphere, from Sonic and Knuckles or Sonic 3. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, how, how do you get to the the blue sphere? Isn't with the, uh... you? You have to get, uh, you know get into the the giant rings, just like in Sonic One at the end of the stage. Mm -hmm. You have the giant ring, but the, in Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles, you have them scattered throughout the stages. Oh, there are yeah. many. There, are, you know, many rings. You can uh, try many times to get the emeralds. Mm -hmm. so it's easier that way. But no points, uh, sadly, uh, for this one, which means we're down to the last two questions, John. Okay. <laughs> and the last two questions. The next one is number nine. Number nine is the last time you have the chance of getting an easy question because the last one is always hard. No, so... no I'm, going, I'm going all hard from now all on. All hard? <laughs> all hard. Let's do this. This doesn't okay. sound good at all, but uh, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's just move past that and... Uh, <laughs> Yakuza. Okay. Are you familiar with Yakuza games? Uh, I am. Okay. Have kind you played? The... Yeah. Kind of spiritual su successors to sh some people. I know that some people no. hate no. to say this, but uh, yeah. But okay. Okay. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> no, okay. but I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. But like a dragon, Yakuza like a dragon. Did you play it? The last one. Uh, the last one. Was, was the last one was was like a dragon? The, the last one. Yeah, Yakuza like a dragon, the one that was released late last year. Um. Uh, nope. No, no, okay. I didn't play it. Okay, so the thing is, the question is: in Yakuza like a dragon, the main protagonist Ichiban Kasuga mm -hmm. has a tattoo on his back. The tattoo depicts which animal? Okay. So what is his tattoo? That's like a staple of the Yakuza series, right? Uh, they have I like that, I think huge that tattoos. I think that I'm seeing the tattoo just because of the, uh, you know, the, uh, how do you say? Um, the promotional. You know, the, 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 the promotional artwork? and the, uh, yeah. What's the name of the character? It's like the... Uh, the Kasuka. The... Ichiban Kasuka. It's the uh, protagonist? Of this new one, yes. Hmm. Not Kiryu was the protagonist of the last six mainline games. I, I, I'm aiming towards the dragon. Mm -hmm. Could be. At least I, I, remember, I remember seeing like a, like a dragon tattoo. On the trailer. And the game is called Like a Dragon. And the game is yeah, called Like, a, like dragon. a Dragon. So, Dragon is your final I think it's answer? A dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a dragon. Okay. So, it could be, I don't know, it's saying in English. <laughs> I'm just going to say in Portuguese, but probably it's similar, like a, how do you say, Carpa Koi? <laughs> a Koi? A Koi? Koi fish, yeah. A Koi fish. So Which I'm kinda... is not a dragon. Which is not a dragon, so I'm kind of mixed now. I think that I've confused myself. I have to think about this. So um, I'm going to tell you that uh, the first six Yakuza games starred Kasuma Kiryu, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kiryu was the main Kazuma Kiryu was the main protagonist of the Yakuza series. For yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm time. gonna be honest. I only played the first game. I think it wasn't on the PlayStation okay. Two. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm gonna tell you that that uh, Kazuma Kiryu, the main protagonist of the first six main Yakuza mm-hmm. games, had a dragon as okay. a tattoo. Okay. Okay. So do you think this new protagonist, Ichiban Kasuga, also has a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It's... I'm just trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> What was the, your your other option, by the way? Yeah, it was the uh, car, uh, the carp uh, the, the the koi the koi koi fish the carp. Yeah. No, no, I'm like aiming. With, would you like to go with that? Yeah, no, I'm aiming answer instead. The, no, no, I'm going. No, I'm planning to to switch that. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm going with that one. So. I'm going to give you the, the, the points, the two points. Okay. The correct answer would be a dragonfish. But it, it really is related to oh, the Oh, it's koi. a dragonfish. It's like a, a legendary stage of when the, the koi turns into like a, but a, it, it's another actually being ba- and stuff. But it's based like on a, on a real, quoting, uh, <laughs> mythological creature yeah. from... Yeah. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Apparently, so, that. so yeah, so that's I'm gonna give you the two points because you remember the the fish, so you're gonna okay. get two points. <laughs> I'm I'm nice like that, which means you need two more points. And the the last chance is our last question, which okay, is a an- hard question. Another song? No, it's a, a hard question. So no more <laughs> songs, no okay. more songs. And this time you you can't choose. It's gonna be hard. So okay, for your final question. Mm-hmm. Mm. In the original Shenmue, mm-hmm. how much money did Ine-san live out for Ryo each day? Oh, God. So Ine-san, the, like the sort of mother, mother figure yeah, for yeah, Ryo, yeah. right? Oh, God. She left him like an, an allowance. We should we should have like uh, options for this. <laughs> it it should yeah you you are right, but this is hard mode so. Yeah. Okay. So obviously this is in yen. So how many yen do you think would be appropriate for an eighteen-year-old boy in Japan? Okay. Who should be in school, by the way, instead of trying to avenge yeah. his father's death. It's the one. It's when we have it like on the um, on the drawer, right? Yeah, yeah. Every single day, every yeah, single exactly, day in the exactly. morning, you leave the house and you take. Yeah, the money we, ha- we have the bedroom. We turn, you know, the first lefts, and we have mm-hmm. the uh, like the envelope. Yep. Oh god, I'm seeing the whole s- s- the whole scene, but I really don't remember how much money. So how how much do you think would be appropriate? You know, how much would you like to get every day for your personal expenses? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Should I give you some options? Well, but that would be cheating. Would uh, it, though? Would it? Or would it make it more confusing for you? Well, good point. 
Um, <laughs> What's so? If you had no options at all and you had five seconds to think, what's the number that you would say you would go with? Well, I know that yen, for for example, I know that one thousand yen, for example, I know it, it's very little money compared to euro, for example. I don't mm-hmm. know how much, but one thousand yen, it's it's not that much. This is nineteen nineteen eighty six as well, so we have to take that into account. Yeah. Do you remember how much how much money uh, did the 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 capsule toys cost in the game. Uh, the, yeah, uh, they were like, oh god, they were like. You always said, and in the in actually playing in the arcades as well, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it was like five or five or a hundred. A hundred. Was a hundred? Yeah, it was a hundred. Okay. Hundred. Oh, wasn't hundred? Yen each. Yeah, that's what he said. Th- that's all the time. that's why I, I went with the with around the thousands, mm-hmm. and I, I'm guessing that is kind of a round number. So, for example, like two thousand yen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that uh, I would have to guess it. Okay. And your answer is? I think that I would go with 2,000. <laughs> Not 100% sure. Gun to your head, 2,000 yen. 2,000 yen. yen, yeah. Are you sure? No. Answer? <laughs> <laughs> but I go with that. I have to go with that. I mean, it would be okay. just guessing. Yes. Okay. So. Every morning in the original Shenmue. Okay. For glory, Johnny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is uh, 500 yen. 500 yen, unfortunately. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, this is a hard question, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for someone who who didn't play the game, you know, uh, as as you know, when they were younger and just just played the the whole thing and moved on to two and stuff. I I I, I get it. This was hard. Yeah, okay. it's a tough one. So you don't get uh, the the ten points, but you did such a great job, and well, I like you. you so much that you. <laughs> I'm gonna give you uh, the official Sega Lounge seal of approval anyway, which is a real <laughs> thing, and I'm gonna send it to you by email. So you okay, should, you should have it with you in a little bit um so that thank you very much for for doing you know your best in this oh, very you. very difficult game <laughs> <laughs> there you go you should have it now so you yeah, are it was official fun. It was, it was good fun. i thought so too okay yeah. So, Johnny, before we go, um, it's been a blast to have you on, on the show and, and talk a little bit about your experiences with, with video games and stuff. Maybe you, we, we, you can come back soon to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, what content you've been producing. But would you like to sure. tell people who are not mm-hmm. familiar with your YouTube channel uh, mm-hmm. what kind of, you know, would you like to pitch do a little pitch of your channel to people, what kind of content you create and why people should check it out. Yeah, well, my, like I said, you know, my, my, my channel focuses mainly, of course, that I, I do have a little bit of everything. So I have like system reviews where I review consoles. I also review video games, both modern and retro video games. But my main focus is actually to, you know, share memories and uh, quirky stories that I have uh, with these uh, pieces of art that we call video games. I also have a little bit of music there. I did a couple of uh, music covers. Um, I also share, you know, my favorite games of all time, like top fives and top tens. Uh, sometimes I'll talk a little bit also about game collecting. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, it's a little bit of everything. More towards retro, but I also approach modern uh, gaming as well from time to time. Awesome. Awesome. And so people should definitely check it out. Uh, I do enjoy your channel a lot. And so we're going to leave links uh, for, for all your, your, you know, your channel, your socials in the show notes. So people do please check it out. I have, (laughs) I have a question that I ask all of my guests, Johnny. Okay. uh, Which is the final question. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with the concept of blast processing. Are you familiar with that? Blast processing. Yeah. Yeah, so in, in the US especially, Sega said that the Genesis had blast processing, so it made it uh, faster and more powerful than the competition. Because we, it does what Nintendo owns. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Best slogan ever. Ever, ever, definitely. So my question is, if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? Oh, God. So it would obviously make it more powerful and faster. Yeah, th- this is like going to philosophical uh, paths here. <laughs> uh, more fast and powerful. I don't know. I really don't know. There are no wrong answers. There are no wrong... Well, maybe... If it means to go faster, I mean, that will be great for hangovers, right? Because they would just end faster. <laughs> <laughs> so okay it, so th- that's one and uh, i don't know if we're going to so the like, philosoph- like metabolism yeah metabolism yeah with, yeah with with blessed processing yeah and time i also because time time is is something that i hate i hate time the concept of time so yeah probably so you could you could move faster or do things faster yeah well that that would be or, or have superpower. more time or have more time. It's more of a have more time, although it will be, okay. to be faster, it will be an awesome uh, superpower. Oh, but I have yeah. the right answer. I have the, the the right answer. Internet. Internet connection. Oh. There you go. It's a necessity these days, right? Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Internet, Internet with blast processing. With for, blast processing, yeah. For, for working from home, for uploading videos to YouTube. <laughs> Inter- exactly. That's where I, where I, where I was going to. And uh, that and hangovers, right? Okay. <laughs> Both <laughs> equally important, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. So, Johnny, anything else you'd like to tell our listeners you'd like to share before we... we I know I, I let you go. Uh, just, you know, just have fun, man. Uh, one of the things that... Uh, or, or actually, the, the reason why I got into, into this craziness of, uh, you know, YouTube and retro gaming... And now I have the chance to participate on a on a TV show here in Portugal uh, dedicated to this hobby. It's uh, really for the passion. Let's not forget that this is a hobby. I think that the reason why we do this, we, we don't do this for fame. We don't do this for, for money. <laughs> uh, actually, not. Actually, if you're going for a YouTube channel, it's the perfect way to lose money because <laughs> you're going to need to invest on a decent PC, on cameras, microphones, and uh, the revenue just sucks. So do it for the passion and uh, sometimes, you know, just chill out, especially on social media. Um, Let's not forget that uh, we do this for the fun. And uh, a community is exactly that. We have a community because we have something in common. And uh, in this case, it's it's video games. So let's not forget why we started doing this. Okay. 
So uh, mm-hmm. and have fun. That's a great message, actually. Yep. Very good. Uh, we're gonna, you know, if, if we have some some Portuguese speaking viewers, so I'm gonna leave the link to Retro Gamers, right? So you were mentioning the TV show Retro Gamers, um, yeah. Okay, on Advance on the exactly mm-hmm. Advance channel. So I'm gonna leave a link to that as well, um, which you've been participating in, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm one of the uh, resident uh, commentators. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And so I'm going to, uh, you know, say goodbye to you, Johnny, with the following words. Take care of yourself. Take care of the gaming <laughs> community. And game a lot, my friend. That is, that is <laughs> awesome, dude. That is awesome. Obrigado. Thank you very much. <laughs> Obrigado. <laughs> Thanks again to Johnny Retro. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to his online presence. And do subscribe to his YouTube channel. Not only is he a massive gamer, but he's above all else a nice guy, so he does indeed deserve all of your love. And just like that, we've reached the end of another episode of the Sega Lounge. The doors are closing for now, but be sure to come back next week as I talk to a very special guest I can only describe as having a lot of experience working with Sega and a person who is now a game dev as well. Hmm. Stay safe, have an amazing week, and like my friend Johnny Retro would say, game a lot. Bye bye! The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com Follow us on Twitter at thesegalounge and like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mixed on Productions podcast. <laughs>